This is The After Party, live with Kim McAllister and John Daly. It's the after party. Live. How's it going? Studios 1A and 1B. That's right. I'm, We're I'm all well. very blue and beachy today. Yeah, I'm well. Loving How are it. you? Good, good. A lot of uh, drama on the Mark Thompson show today. Every day I tune in. Drama. Yeah. I'm like, wow, work it out, work it out. Get it out of your system, people. Yeah, it's all right. I mean, a little drama's to be expected, right? Kind of keep things interesting. I'm just glad I don't have to deal with it anymore. Mm, well, um, we got. Speaking of drama, we got demonetized yesterday over the Girl Scout deodorant. <laughs> so I what? get a message that says, "Who knew that uh, was going to be controversial?" Yeah, so we, I, we know we do these breakout short segments because yeah. the short segments get shown to people who don't watch the show. It gets shown to like everyone in the world, and some of them really take off. Like that giraffe. Remember, we had the giraffe uh, versus the was it lions? Yeah, yeah I, I, that that segment got like five thousand views, right? And we get some we get some people that you know subscribe yeah. to the channel they probably figure out later on it's not exactly what they thought it's not all animal chases um but uh <laughs> yesterday i get this message that says this this segment on uh you know on uh girl scout deodorant <laughs> girl scout <laughs> they probably didn't know what it was oh i mean nobody would know what it is it's crazy right the girl scout cookie deodorant um they said uh that's not uh advertiser friendly it's being demonetized. Not adver not advertiser friendly, you said? Right. Yeah. Okay. The, so the dollar sign turns yellow, which means okay. like you're not going to make any money off this. Nobody right. wants to be associated with this. Right. And so I went in and I asked for a manual review. And if you click on the manual review, uh, they'll have a person look at it. And since it's a short clip, it's only a minute yeah. long. It doesn't take long for them to get back in like a couple hours. And then it was remonetized. So I got a message. Congratulations, your segment, uh, Girl Scout deodorant has been remonetized. So. Awesome. Now we can take our, our 27 cents and go off and spend it all in one place. Uh, not 27 cents. Mm. The one that got 3,700 views, so yeah. 3,700, that was the Tesla robot that attacked right. the guy. We made 57 cents. See? I mean, these things. Wow. Yeah, you got to um, get into the 3,000, 5,000 range to make 50 cents. You Sorry, had Kim. a busy morning, though. You. This is not all you've been doing. Yeah, I've been on the phone with the Franchise Tax Board. That's always fun, right? Oh, no. So I just wanted to relate this story quickly because it's- Did you, I, I how long could you spend on hold? Luckily, they have a new system where they, they say, we'll call you back. Oh, okay. Uh, we have your phone number, record your name. And then um, uh, it, it's funny because they say like, record your name and then press any key. And then we'll, and you know, I'm expecting like confirmation, like, okay, thank you, John sure. Daly. Right. It just hangs up on you. Oh, so then I'm thinking, did that go through? Did that go through? Because yesterday yeah. I couldn't get through at all in the afternoon. And oh. and uh, my roommate, who's an accountant, said call early in the morning. Yeah. So uh, then I call back because I don't trust it. Right. Because I'm cynical. And I have experience. <laughs> I used to work for the state of California. I know how they operate. And so I call back and it's like, you're already on the list. Oh, uh, hello. And, and the time frame is between 45 minutes and an hour and a half. They did call me back in an hour and 20 um, this all rooted for me. I, I got a notice. You get that ominous notice. I got a notice on Christmas, like Christmas Eve. I get an envelope from the Franchise Tax Board and it says, you owe us $375. Wow. Okay. I'm like, what? And then I, I log into my Franchise Tax Board account. And it's like, oh, you got a check. I got a check in like April last year. Or yeah, April last year. And it was about the previous year. And it said, um, I looked back at the letter. It said, we made an adjustment. Your numbers don't match our numbers. Like you made a mistake on your tax return, right? And we're giving you 375 bucks. 
Now, they don't give you a really, have you received one of these letters? They don't really give you an explanation, right? They don't tell you what the actual change they was. They were paying you, not you owe yeah. them. Okay. So you, have you had one of these letters? They're very no. cryptic. They just say like, this is a, this is a, an adjustment letter and we're making a change. And here's the number you have, here's the number we have, but they don't explain anything. Right. Um, and it actually said our number is zero, your number is zero. I'm like, well, that's not different. But anyway, mm -hmm. so I cash that check. I'm not going to argue with that. Mm -hmm. So I get a letter. <laughs> I get a letter on Christmas Eve. You owe us $375 plus interest. What? <laughs> what? And then by the time I open it, look at it, it's like, and it's due January 4th. I'm like, what? I'm like, come on. And then I tried calling last couple of days. We're sorry. We're overwhelmed with calls. Oh, man. You, and they don't even let you, they don't even let you like wait on hold. They're like, mm, try another time. And they hang up on you. So finally I got in today and it turns out I made an estimated payment last year at the end of the year because uh, we we're independent contractors with Mark right. Show. And uh, it didn't go through. Apparently I forgot, but it didn't go through. I ended up paying my taxes, obviously, when I filed it. Yeah. It didn't go through. And then the bank didn't tell them until after they sent me a check. Right. So they thought yeah. I had paid too much anyway. So they're like, we want our money back, but they did remove the interest payment. But that's, that's what it's like dealing with the state of California. No. Right. Yeah. It's the worst that you, you always have that, like that lump in your throat when you see like IRS mm -hmm. franchise tax board, oh. like, this, this is not going to be good. No, I'll take mm -hmm. a, you owe us $375 over. Yeah, your, but it was, you're going to be it audited was, and the world's mirage. coming to a close. Yeah. I should have known better. It's a yeah. mirage. Yeah. It's never, yeah, never free money. Yeah. Um, well, you had a better day than this guy. This guy in Australia, he's out there fishing. Oh, crikey, little, back to Australia. Little tin boat, you know, trying to catch some fishies. Uh-oh. At St. Helens Beach, north of Mackay, in the Queensland area. And he sees this crocodile nearby. Apparently, he'd been out there for about four hours he saw the large crocodile approaching the boat, so he moves to the back of the boat and starts up the engine. The crocodiles, they say, swum under the tinny, the tin boat, and then turned and launched itself up into the vessel with its oh, no. jaws wide open. What? Yeah, it's like, I. you look like lunch. Mm. The, the crocodile bent the rails of the boat as it fell the fisherman went to the boat ramp nearby he said he'd never seen such a large crocodile behaving never seen that anything way like this before the, that's exactly right so now officials are posting warning signs in the area they'll attempt to locate the crocodile and monitor its behavior i think he got tired after four hours of seeing this guy pull all the fish out of the of the of the water and yeah, thought, what are you doing He's stealing my, my lunch. Yeah, right. This is my stuff. This is my food. You can't take it. Yeah. You wanted it. So he decided to hop aboard and get it back. All yeah. aboard. If That's that crocodile crazy. leapt into my little tinny boat, I'd freak out. <laughs> <laughs> we have to say thank you to Mike Hendricks. $5. Mike, thank you, thank Mike. Thank you for the $5 super sticker for clicking the 5 button. We appreciate thank it. You. We appreciate hey. that. Thank we you. We appreciate that. That lets us bring you great stories like an incredible video shows a family cat save a dog from a coyote attack we have an alligator story and a cat story this is wow. good stuff right here yeah, that's good stuff mm -hmm. a dog in oklahoma is alive and wagging her tail thanks to the family cat who scared off two attacking coyotes archie would have done that too oakley a dog and binks a cat have very different personalities according to their owners
Uh, but they're but they've been family ever since Binks wandered into their lives. She was a neighborhood cat who just showed up, so she grew up on the on the streets, you know, in the yeah. streets. Uh, when she was about two months old, on November 30th, Binks also proved her devotion to Oakley after the Havanese, Havanese dog was injured by a couple coyotes. Security footage recorded by the Dyer family shows the six-year-old dog being let outside to go to the bathroom, at which point she was attacked by a coyote out of nowhere. Then another coyote um, arrived. Binks jumped down, scared them off. It was the craziest thing ever. Binks' brave action gave Oakley enough time to run inside, but the dog was already badly wounded. The coyotes oh. cut her open and she was gushing with blood you know from her chest and her side uh and i have the security camera footage uh and uh let's check this out this is for you albert a cat in oklahoma gave a family dog one of its nine lives back jumping in to save her from two coyotes oh, wow. take a look at the surveillance video from the dyer family's backyard oakley was out doing her business last month when one coyote pounced that's when binks came to the rescue jumping in to scare them off Oakley had to have a few stitches, but is doing fine now and thankful for a cat that really has their back. Maybe this will convince me that cats are just as great as dogs. <laughs> cats, you know, they can be so passive, but in yeah. moments like that, you don't mess with my people or my dog, right? They'll come get right. you. Binks is a badass. Yeah. I don't know anything Total about badass. a passive cat. Not all cats are passive. <laughs> no. I have a cat screaming awesome. his head off this morning for food. Oh, uh, he's hungry. Yeah. He doesn't like the diet you've put him on. No. Mm -mm. Well, it's the vet, let's, but he doesn't know that. So he thinks I'm let's talk about Let's talk about this bear that was living underneath somebody's house in British Columbia. This, this family going about their business like no big deal. Say they were absolutely shocked to learn that the cause of their dog's weird behavior was right. a bear living right underneath their house. Crystal Weaver of Duncan in British Columbia said their family's dog, Coco, was acting pretty strangely for a few days, running around the yard, barking at what looked like nothing. Right. They say she's a little silly, so they didn't think a lot of it. Um, but they started to suspect that she was onto something. Coco's like, you they idiots, there's a bear under the house. <laughs> right. They started hearing some mysterious noises come from under the house. We thought maybe some raccoons were having a party down there, they said. Uh, but the husband crawled under the back deck, looked under the house, and came face to face with a bear. He got out of there extremely quickly. Then our anxiety was high because you definitely do not want a bear living under your house. They posted this video to TikTok showing the bear napping underneath their home. They had to call out the animal service who was able to ch chase the bear away using some loud noises. They say they're hoping the interaction with humans is enough to let them know this is not a safe place for a bear to be. So you want to check out the video? Yeah, I didn't know we had video. Awesome. Yep. Here I go. Take it out his tongue. Look at my teeth. I'm sleeping. Right. Probably shouldn't mock the bear. I'm just saying. Well, it's not a grizzly bear. That's the good news. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know uh, if I would uh, stay that close to the bear. So, yeah. 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 No. I don't think I, don't that think would, I would. I don't, I don't think, think I would get there, underneath there. And I also <laughs> wouldn't mock the bear. I'd be like, a good thing yeah. is not a grizzly bear. <laughs> it's a black bear. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> it's not that scary after all. No. Yeah, yeah a little oh my gosh. That. Well, from bears to lying liars who lie, how embarrassing to get caught. 
Oh, yeah, that's exactly what I mean. Yes. Oh, yeah, that's right. Former U.S. Representative Myra Flores accused of cribbing other pic- others' pictures of Mexican food as her own cooking. <laughs> Flores, who is challenging U.S. Representative Vincente Gonzalez for her old seat, is being accused of routinely stealing stylish photos of Mexican campfire cooking and passing them off as her own idyllic life on a ranch. <laughs> oh, man. No. No. Uh, in a bizarre micro-scandal that some have dubbed Grubgate, a former GOP congresswoman who is running for her old seat in South Texas is being accused of routinely stealing these photos from other social media accounts and passing them off as her own cooking. You want to see some of these? Yeah. So check oh, this out. Okay. This, this is, uh, she's posting this, right? It's not, it's not hers. Um, here's another where she posts this, right? This is what she's posting. And then I think this is the original. Right. And it's and I don't know if you can make that out. It's from 2019. Oh, wow. Right. So she's posting yeah. it here. And this is the original somewhere else on um, on uh, the Internet. And here's another one. This is what she posted. And uh, here's the original. Somebody why else. Would you, why would somebody do that? <laughs> like, I mean, there's a million things that you could want to lie about lying yeah. about frying eggs up at a camping trip why do you right. lie about that you're just too lazy to uh it's one thing to try to make your life look better and everybody does that with their well not everybody but a lot of people do that with instagram right yeah they try to make it look like their life is more exciting than it actually is don't you have an assistant to help you cheat <laughs> right i mean maybe i would buy something at the store dump it in a dish and serve it you know, do it the way Martha Stewart that, does it. Have someone else yeah. make the food for you and then do take credit for it. Exactly. Oh, yeah. man. So I thought that was pretty funny. Um, soon after, user on X, formerly known as Twitter. Oh, I said it. Sorry. Pointed out that the image was previously posted on a Facebook page, Visit Guyana, in March 2022. Others said the food in the photo was not Gorditas de Masa. It wasn't what she said it was. That prompted the conservative website Current Revolt to dig further into her social media Did accounts. Did you even make it? Yeah. Right. Where they found numerous other posts in which Flores has used others' photos of campfire cooking. And that's the other thing. When you have a photo, there are search engines where you you can you can put in the photo yeah. and it'll find it. It'll find where it's posted. Sure. Right? Don't 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 try it. Don't try this at home, kids. Well, speaking of finding things, a mystery object that washed up on a beach in Santa Cruz County. Yeah, this is local. Turns out to be a U.S. Navy practice bomb dating back to World War II. Oh, no. <laughs> first time something like this has happened. But here it is again. Kind of looks like and another it, planet, like a spacesuit over there. Uh, kind of looks like a dead sea creature. I don't know. Oh. The black oh, oh. thing, the bomb. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. But the Santa Cruz County Sheriff's Office bomb disposal team was called out to the Pajaro Dunes between Santa Cruz and Monterey. They found this suspected explosive device that washed up because of the weekend's hazardous sea conditions. The waves were high. I mean, it was The waves were high that day. The waves were high. It was danger on the high seas. The team examined the object, suspected it to be a practice bomb with no explosive charge, but they had to call out the Travis Air Force Base Explosive Ordnance Disposal Team, because it was a military wow. thing, right? Yeah. So they came all the way from uh, Fairfield and examined this ordinance. The Air Force technicians used an X-ray to scan and confirm the large degraded bomb 
was completely inactive and did not contain any explosives. They say it appears to be a Navy training bomb from the World War II era. This dummy bomb was taken off the beach and taken back to the Travis Air Force Base. And they say, yeah, every couple of years we see a military ordinance wash up. We occasionally see flares uncovered. The ordinance was washing up on shore goes to show the intensity of the high surf we saw in Santa Cruz over the last week. So. Yeah, the military was very cavalier back then. <laughs> like that's why there's so much toxic waste everywhere, right? They that's just kind of dumped they, whatever they didn't end up using. They just dumped. Yeah, kind of crazy. Whoa, Lori, Lori Dolly with fifteen dollars. Happy New Year to crew three in the afternoon. Thanks for the discussions, explanations uh, about monetization on YouTube. Thank you, Lori Dolly, for the fifteen dollars. Yeah, it's, it's never easy that. in this business. No. Yeah, we are beholden to the algorithm. We are. And to YouTube, like if they want to say you did something wrong, even though it didn't, there was nothing really wrong. Okay, yeah. that's it. Yeah, but they have been nice to us. They've uh, approved my uh, reviews the last three times, which is that's nice. nice. So I think we're I like on their it. good side. Let's, oh, not, and let's, let's not upset them. Wes! Yay! $5, popping Wes. In. Thank you. We don't want to upset Wes. the YouTube gods. No, we appreciate that. we got a good thing going, right? Walter says the waves were smoking some good shite. Yeah, <laughs> the ocean coughing up our trash. Absolutely. Stay at home and get baked. The sea was angry that day. Yeah, that was, was from uh, Seinfeld, right? <laughs> I don't know. Kramer was telling a story, right? The sea, the was, sea angry. was angry that oh, day. Oh, no, it was George when he, um, was it George when he pretended to to rescue that whale? I don't know. You remember? You never saw no. that one? Oh, it was when Kramer was hitting golf balls out into, uh, into the ocean and it went in the blowhole, the whale, that- and then... Was that the junior mint? No, no, no. This oh, is okay. out in the ocean. And then George pretended uh, like he was a, a marine biologist. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's up. talk about Americans that, you know, it's just kind of a sad situation because. Yeah, he looks like he just called the franchise tax board. I love that we're so hard on ourselves. Like, you know, have you ever been given a self-evaluation at work? And self-evaluation yeah where you're supposed to evaluate evaluate your own performance not that i can remember mm. sometimes i've my husband has, has received them julia gets them from teachers all the time evaluate how you think you did this semester or how great. you did on this right well and most kids are like i awesome i, I i'm it. awesome and so the teacher will give you an a but julia is always way too honest and she's like well you know, I really could have done this better. Or if I had more time, I would have done this. And so on her own self-evaluation, she'll give herself a B or something. We're, this is the way Americans are going with how we feel about ourselves and our health. We're, we're downgrading ourselves. Yeah. She's not ready for the corporate world yet. No, she's she, not. She's giving herself a B. Now, exactly. Are you going to bust into that, uh, that conference room and stand in front of the male boss and say, I deserve an A. That's right. Damn it. Um, average Americans feel just 70% healthy. How healthy are you? If you're like most Americans, you're not feeling in tip-top shape. A recent survey reveals a startling insight into Americans' perception of their own health. On average, they rate themselves as only 70% healthy. This eye-opening statistic emerges from a survey of 2,000 adults in which 42% of participants who did not consider themselves fully healthy could not even recall the last time they felt in peak health. Wow. Wow. I would say age 25. <laughs> that was it? That's a C. You're giving yourself a C, a health C in health. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, a the low, definition a of health. C at that. 
The definition of health, according to the survey respondents, predominantly revolves around eating nutritious foods, 45%, and maintaining regular physical activity, 41%. However, this narrow focus seems to overlook other critical aspects of health. Surprisingly, only 29% of participants recognize the importance of seven to nine hours of sleep in their daily routine. I do. While a mere 25% (laughs) appreciate the value of a positive mindset. Alarmingly, only 12% acknowledge the need for mental health care. This study conducted by one poll on behalf of Cambia Health Foundation highlights a prevalent confusion among Americans about what truly, what it truly means to be healthy, with 62% agreeing that there are too many differing opinions on the subject. Mental health in particular emerges as a neglected area, with half of the American population never having received mental health care. Reasons vary from a lack of perceived need, 42%, to barriers such as high costs, 14%, and time constraints, 11%. Social support seems to be a real struggle for Americans, too, which can certainly have implications on long-term health. Furthermore, 19% of respondents feel dissatisfied with the quality of their relationships. (laughs) We're talking at home, work. Uh, And 20% are unhappy with the frequency of interaction with their loved ones, underscoring the impact of social connections on mental well-being. I can tell you that feeling well and getting enough sleep has an impact on my ability to read. (laughs) <laughs> look at that go you I must have a great that sleep story last night. with only like two minor flows nicely done yeah well let's talk about something i don't want to talk about um then why I do you keep putting these stories in here <sighs> i have never put a spider story i don't think i've ever put a spider story in here but oh here god do you have to show the picture well you were the one who put the story in christ <sighs> you're like a, a masochist a mom of three Kate, first of all, this is, I can't even look at the screen. This is my worst fear, my worst nightmare, my worst fear. This is the thing in the world that freaks me out the most. It's why I put my hair over my ears at night. <laughs> I mom, love that you think that does something. <laughs> a mom of three says a crackling Wait, noise. Mama day three boys? Mama day three boys. Not the, not our mama day three boys, oh. somebody else, some other mama. She says this crackling noise inside of her ear turned out to be a spider's nest. Well, at least we do these stories so you know that if you hear a crackling sound, you know what it is, right? The mom used a camera attached to an ear cleaner to spot the source of the scratchy pain in her ear canal. She's 29. She's from the UK. She found an unpleasant gathering inside her head. (laughs) Unpleasant gathering. (laughs) It was a spider party. It's the Council of Spiders. Jesus. Which camera that she could put on the end of an ear cleaner? How big is this camera? Lord. Oh, there's video of it. She put it on the end of an earbud. She initially flagged it as scratchy pain. It turned out to be a spider's nest in one of her ears. Uh, oh God! This is Lucy Wilde of Sale Cheshire. She the spider? First, no, oh, l- the person, the woman, the woman <laughs> with the spider's nest. Come on she, down! <laughs> she initially thought it was earwax buildup causing pain, but mm. an ear cleaner with an attached camera showed something surprising. I thought I'd have a look when I got home, but I didn't see. Uh, I didn't press record because you wouldn't expect a spider in your ear. I would. She was flapping around trying to get it out. Wild said she called emergency services and then put warm olive oil in her ear and drew it out. It was covered in oil and the size of my baby fingernail, about one centimeter. After getting sent home with antibiotics, she thought the horror story was over, but the pain persisted and she was later sent to an ear, nose, and throat specialist or an otolaryngologist, an espanol, otorrinolaryngologia. 
That's thank you very much. Turns out three Do weeks. Do we want to know why you know that? Uh, working out of hospital. It turns out oh. three weeks after finding one spider in her ear in October, she had just scratched the surface of a greater problem. Uh, I was very confused as to how it even got in there. How does a spider get in your ear and you not know about it? I was petrified, thinking there might be another one, Lucy said. The ENT doctor was shocked, saying he'd never seen anything like uh, this before. No. Heather says, oh, hell no. I just have my head amputated. Exactly. Thank you, Heather. <sighs> right. He said, yeah, it's a spider's nest. You've got to deal with the pain because I need to get this out of your ear. It was like something out of Stranger Things. It looked like you were going into the upside down. Wild reported <laughs> the procedure to remove the spider's nest caused her to vomit in pain. She said, I'd rather go through childbirth or a C-section again oh, than wow. that. Oh, 100%. I really? mean, oh, God. Ugh. Walter says, welcome to my parlor, said the spider to the camera. <laughs> Yikes. She said, once she returned home, she had another look with the camera, claiming she could still see a bit in there, but it's been swabbed, so we're waiting to see what comes back in two weeks. Oh, Jesus. Everything was so blurred. I couldn't really say. While some structures could be legs, that's as far as I'm prepared to go. It's not the first time a person has discovered an insect or spider in a place where it shouldn't be. I we know, because we cover it every time it happens. <laughs> <laughs> God. Les says, I have one of those ear cleaners they advertise on TV called Whoosh. I think maybe you need oh, one of those. What does that do? What's the it's Whoosh like a do, water. Matt? I think it's like a water spinning thing. It like cleans out all the wax in your ear. Really? Oh, I yeah. do need that. Yeah, I need a, <laughs> I need a, like daily whooshing. That's what I need. God. Okay, I'm done with the spider picture. No, you're freaking me out. Freaking uh, okay. me we'll keep it. We'll keep out. it for the credits for the end of the show. You're welcome. <laughs> If you don't want to talk about spiders, don't put them in. I'm like, I'm over here. How do you like, not let's... do that story? How do I'm you over not? here like, let's talk about millennials buying homes. Oh, God, here's, here's a boring. There might be some spider webs on the front of this house. It's but a really pretty house. Well, yeah, well maintained. Mm -hmm. uh, kind of looks like San Diego. Um, millennials have found a way to buy their house living with mom and dad. Oh, <laughs> that's not buying your house. What? At 26, Brandon Pollen couldn't believe that he was still living with his parents. Already the mayor of his hometown in Indian Head, Maryland, Paulin still slept in his childhood room. Wow. Uh, he watched friends he grew up with move into their own apartments after finishing college, and he longed for a similar self-sufficiency with his fiance, Taryn. Wow, you're, you've got a fiance and you're living it. You know what? You I know a lot your... of people who live with their parents. Yeah, but you can imagine having a fiance. Mm -hmm. and Well, maybe maybe they didn't live together. Um, who lived 30? Oh, yeah. She lived 30 minutes away and was also living at home. Oh, to save money. But it also meant he'd never pay a dime in rent, offsetting the awkwardness of being an adult under his parents' roof. It paid off in June 2022 when he and his now wife finally had enough saved for a down payment on a two-bedroom house with a nice yard for their beagles, Bella and Lilo. Um, it would take a lot longer if you lived in California. If I it tried wasn't to move into my mom's house, she'd charge me rent. <laughs> oh, absolutely. As a matter my, of fact, my parents wouldn't, because my parents always said, like, if you like, if you know, if it came down to it and it was an emergency, you could always live here. Yeah, but my mom, when but I my was... Parents, my parents loved us. My mom told me I had a choice. I could either go to college or get a job or pay rent. Wow. Those are the choices. She was messing around. She's like, no. Wow. Yeah. Uh, it wasn't the conventional way to buy a house, he says, but it worked for us. The strategy has gained traction among young adults, trying mm -hmm. to bridge the gap between sky-high rents and a daunting real estate market. 
In 2022, the share of first-time buyers who moved directly from a friend's or family member's home and into their own hit 27%, according to the National Association of Realtors. That's the highest share since the group started keeping track in 1989, though that number trended lower this year to 23%. It remains elevated, um, according to their research. For swaths of millennials, hunkering down with family gave them the breathing room to save for a home. The trade-off comes down to temporarily relinquishing a measure of independence to achieve a milestone increasingly out of reach for people their age. I don't think I could do that because my mom and I, we love each other. But like, oh my God, when I lived, I lived at home for the first few years of college. She could not stop treating us like children. Of course. With like the chore schedules and everything. And we were only able to do laundry during certain hours. I'm like, mom. Oh, wow. I'm going to college. Like I have demands. I have to stay up. I got to go to lab. I got to do that. I can't, I can't conform to this childhood system. But, uh, It's hard, though. I mean, if you don't move out first for a a period of time, then it's kind of hard to break those cycles of the way the relationship has always been, right? Yeah. 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 Well, my mom gave my kids a couple Christmases ago blend jet blenders because they were into smoothies. They like making smoothies. And they're like handheld um, little blenders. Yeah, there it is. Yeah, you put the stuff in you, and it's got like a little cup and, you know, then you take the cup off the blender. You can drink your smoothie right out of the blender cup, whatever. No, I read that there is a blend jet recall. 4.8 million of these blend jet two blenders are being recalled because they could pose a danger to customers. They're asking people stop using these things immediately because they can catch fire or splash people. Well, splashing you is the last least of your worries there if it's going to catch fire, right? Banana. <laughs> the blenders have been sold previously by Amazon, Target, Costco, and Walmart. The company's BlendJet 2, currently for sale, are not impacted by the, um, the recall. In its notice, they said its earlier versions of the BlendJet 2 have a risk of the blender overheating or the blender blades breaking off. You should immediately stop using this recalled blender that can overheat, catch fire. The blender blades can break, posing fire and laceration hazards to the consumer. So this is the original BlendJet, not the BlendJet 2? Well, they say it's the earlier version of the BlendJet 2. Oh, the earlier version of the BlendJet 2. So how do you know? I you have to look and uh, at the recall notice. Blendjet recall. Yeah, as a matter of fact, I'll put it in the uh, this link yeah, in the just chat Google right now. Blendjet. If you Google Blendjet recall, it comes up with the. They say you can safety check if it's if it's part of the recall. They'll give you a free base unit and matching lid, or if you are if you got yours at Costco, you can just take it back and they'll actually give you a full refund. But I'll put in the chat right now. Yeah, Costco is pretty good at sending out little postcards. Have you received those that tell you, like, this has been recalled? Yeah. That's been recalled. Yeah. So there's the link. If you have a BlendJet 2, check it out. It'll, you know, you probably have a number on the BlendJet 2 that'll tell you exactly if it, yours is covered. Yeah. Don't use that thing. Mm-mm. No. Hell no. no. Okay. Well, why don't we take a break um, okay. since we're there already, and then we'll come back on the other side and we'll do more stories. Okay. And it's also Trivia Thursday. So oh, it is get trivia your thinking Thursday. caps on. We're going to play a little trivia game. That's coming up next on the After Party Live. The After Party Live is underwritten by our audience, and without you, this show wouldn't be possible. If you can contribute $10, $15, or $20 a month, it would keep this party a rockin'. The PayPal link can be found in the About section of the YouTube channel or at the bottom of the show description. Any dollar amount is appreciated, and it all adds up. 
on behalf of Kim and myself, thank you for your consideration. Aloha, bitches. It's the After Party Live. That's right. 2024. Oh, I'm no, loving the Aloha, it. bitches is back, so someone's going to complain. If you want to All complain, right. it's complaints at the afterparty.live. <laughs> complaints at the Mark Thompson show. Dime. Yeah, no. That doesn't go anywhere. Um, do you want to do stories or do you want to do I want to do thank yous. Oh, let's do thank yous then. I like it. Let's. Uh, I'll thank the super stickers first as you scroll down for our uh, ongoing yeah. contributors. Thank you. First, Mike, Mike Hendricks, Hendricks, $5. <laughs> Lori Dolly with $15. Holla. <laughs> Uh, Wes Valhalla, Hala, Wes Theory, uh, it's, it's Theory? Theory. 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 Mm-hmm. Sorry, Wes. Uh, Wes Theory, I always just say Wes is my favorite uh, T, Wes T, right? Yeah. Tea. Five dollars. There you, you go. Wes. Thank you, Wes. Awesome. So, Thank you to uh, our ongoing contributor, Ms. Organic, and also Ricky F. Ms. Organic and Ricky F. Thank you guys for being supporters of the show. We appreciate it. Thank you, guys. Uh, I think we have time to do... Uh, more stories do you want to do nasa yeah let's do nasa take me to space okay let's do nasa we all go to nasa because we always like the space stories mm-hmm. and uh that's why we keep doing them over and over again <laughs> nasa juno spacecraft yeah. reveals jupiter's volcanic moon like never before mm. yeah <laughs> never seen anything like this before in spectacular <laughs> new Im- images juno ended 2023 in style coming closer to the volcanic moon on uh, december 30th than any mission has in 20 years. During the 57th flyby of Jupiter, NASA's Juno spacecraft came closer to the planet's moon uh, than it has in the last two decades, passing within 930 miles of, um, is it, it's Io, right? I think it's Io, the moon Io. The most volcanic body in the solar system. On Saturday, December 30th, Juno was able to capture stunningly detailed images of the uh, Jovian moon. The only time a spacecraft has come closer uh, to Io was in 2001 when NASA's Gal- uh, Galileo spacecraft passed 112 miles above Io's South Pole. Juno, which launched on August 5th, 2011, and reached Jupiter and its systems of moons uh, in 2016 after a 1.7 billion mile journey, woo, captured six views of Io to Calwaf 2023 in style. Some are black and white, and others are in color. And you check out here. here oh, I wow. Think they're, yeah, they're in, indicating like where the volcanic, I think this is like where the volcanism, volcanism is. Uh, let's see what it says. So, volcanoes on the surface. Yeah, volcanoes on the surface of Io. So that's there you cool. Go. Pretty cool. So I that's your space that. update. Yeah. Can I do the story about the the species that were declared extinct in 2023? Well, you're a co-host. You can do whatever you want. Mm, let's do it. It might be a little bit long. That's why I... Um, well, maybe you can go through it quickly. Well, there's a bunch of them. Um, and they say grief is a rational response to the 21 U.S. species declared extinct this year. And most... <clears throat> a big chunk of them are in Hawaii. Eight species of birds declared extinct in Hawaii. Really, really sad. The Ohio catfish, a Pacific fruit bat, eight freshwater mussels also disappearing. What we know is this um, Kauai O'o is a small black and yellow bird with glossy feathers and a haunting song, was the last surviving member of the Hawaiian honey eaters. And this year it was declared extinct. That was this one. I thought you were going to, I thought I was, I heard um, Mockingbird. Uh, that was a, sometimes my <laughs> chubby fingers hit the wrong button. The O-O was one of... Hey, I'm a bird. I'm a bird. Check me out. So this is the Kauai O-O. How do you say it? E-O-O? 
The oh oh, yeah. Hey, oh, oh. this is a honey eater. The oh oh, mm mm. The oh oh is honey creeper. Honey creeper, my bad. No, the OO is one of 21 species that the U.S. Fish and Wildlife Service removed from the endangered species list in 2023 because they vanished from the wild. They're gone. Also gone, the little Mariana fruit bat known as the Guam flying fox and the the bridled white eye, which is once uh, one of the most common birds on that island. The Scioto Madtum, which is a little whiskered catfish that lived in Ohio, is gone. Bachman's Warbler, another bird, which summered in the south in the U.S. and wintered in Cuba, it's gone. Eight freshwater mussels in the well, southeast. Well, it was a communist, so got what it deserved. <laughs> That's right. Oh, you know what, Mockingbird? Yeah, you make you make it a little bit better that we lose all these the. Loss of biodiversity, though, in I'm Hawaii capitalist, bitch. <laughs> is felt very, very uh, strongly. They have four other species at imminent risk of extinction because of an epidemic of avian malaria, which is a disease transmitted mm. invasive mosquitoes and also habitat loss. And we're looking at the flat pig toe mussel. Oh, yeah. They say the climate crisis has shifted local weather patterns and reshaped the sensitive island ecosystem. So that's one of the reasons that we're seeing such a, a big loss on Maui as far as uh, different species. Yeah, kind of a sad situation. I hate to see anybody go. Wah, wah, wah. Yeah, there you go. Well, how about a little entertainment news? Brittany, yeah, quickly. Brittany's done. Wait, wait, what? Brittany, Brittany Spears, she's done done no don't say so well she says she'll never return to the music industry the pop star was responding to claims in the u.s media uh, that uh that's our media that she was lining up songwriters for a 10th studio album just so we're clear most of the news is trash the singer wrote on instagram they keep saying i'm turning into random uh, i'm turning to random people to do not turning into random people well she is kind of turning into random people (laughs) With the knife dancing and everything. Uh, I will never return to the music industry. Some outlets have also suggested that uh, Julia Michaels and Charlie XCX had been tapped as collaborate, uh, collaborators. Mm. Uh, oh, no, collaborators. Uh, but Spears added that she would uh, only write music for fun and also revealed that she had written more than 20 songs for other people over the past two years. That's interesting. She says, I'm a ghostwriter, and honestly, um, I enjoy it that way. She's known yeah. for, of course, her, you know, her big hits, Baby One My Time, uh, Baby One More Time, Oops, I Did It Again, Toxic, blah, blah, blah. But anyway, she's, uh, she's, she says she's not, she's not going to continue with the music. Mm, I guess she's it. been through so much. Give Leave her a Brittany break. Alone. Do, do what she has picking, to do, right? And stop picking on Brett. <laughs> Elvis. We talked about this a little bit on the Mark Thompson show, but yes, Elvis Evolution will use AI and feature holographic projections of the star created from thousands of his personal photos and home video footage. See, we use our own AI on this show where I try to predict what Mark will and won't cover. And sometimes I get it wrong. Sometimes I get it wrong. This show is set to open in London uh, in November, again, in London in November before moving to Las Vegas, Berlin, and Tokyo. It is going to be a worldwide Elvis AI called Elvis Evolution. It follows the success of ABBA Voyage, which is a virtual concert with the Swedish pop band ABBA. 
Oh, about this one. This is put on by British immersive entertainment specialist Layered Reality. They have secured the global rights for Elvis Evolution. Uh, I don't know if I would go see this, but they say it's a jaw-dropping concert experience where a life-sized digital Elvis will perform iconic moments in musical history on a UK stage for the very first time. It's a holographic projection, augmented reality, live theater, multi-sensory effects. So (sighs) you're going to step into the world of Elvis and walk in his shoes. It's not real. No, not real. No. Yeah, I say that. You ready for trivia? Yeah, let's do some trivia. Thursday okay. trivia is here. That's right. Let's, Elvis, uh, it's time to leave the building. Yeah. <laughs> Get the uh, hell out. The category is general trivia. Uh-huh. Yeah, general trivia. Who wants to go first? Uh, I guess I'll start this week. Okay. How long is an Olympic swimming pool in meters? I have no idea. Well, someone's going to know this. Someone's got to know it. How long There's a lot of is an Olympic swimming pool in mm. meters? Too bad our former coworker Karen Reed is not here. She would have an answer. Yeah, Kim Foster um, would know. Oh, Kim Foster was a big, big time, no, big yeah. time swimmer, and her daughters, right? Yeah, one they swam for UCLA and one swam for USC. So mm-hmm. they're competitive. Was she a competitor swimmer? Yeah, she was a college swimmer as well. Yeah, um, B. A. Yeah. Ware got it. I knew somebody was going to get it. That all right. Congratulations. Okay. Um, Pocahontas was baptized and given what English name? <laughs> oh, man. Baptized. Uh, given what English name? I don't think I know. No? Anybody? Let's see if anybody's gotten it. My brain tried to make a joke out of it, and I'm like, no, don't make a joke out of it. Don't get canceled. Not today. You're doing so well, John. Keep it together. Not don't Matilda, get demonetized. Not Matilda. Not Brooke. I might have to just give you guys this one. Uh, her Christian name is Rebecca. Oh, boring. I know. Well. Like, I mean, Rebecca? I think it, Rebecca I think from, like, the Native American village? Oh, my I, God. Let's go to the mall. <laughs> I like the name Rebecca. Maybe not for Pocahontas, but you yeah, know. Yeah, but for Native right. American, yeah. know, that's kind of weird. Um, that whole idea was weird. They did so many bad things. That's the least of the bad things that they did. Um, what is Sinophobia? How do you spell it? C-Y-N-O-P-H-O-B-I-A. Fear of, being, fear of being poisoned? No. Um, I was thinking like cyanide. No. Mm-mm. Sinophobia. Nothing to do with color. Let's Hmm. see if anybody in the... uh, Do you have any... uh, Let's uh, stall here for time. Do you have any fears? Oh, you have fear of spiders. Spiders. Yeah. Spiders. That's my fear. Spiders. Not not just spiders, but spiders crawling into my ear. Spiders. Right. That's why your hair is... That's why you have long hair. That's right. Uh, That's why radio is so great for me, because I get to wear headphones, cover up those ear holes. uh, Walter Guest's fear of China. No. It's not gynophobia. That's what Trump has. <laughs> it's not jellyfish. It is in the animal kingdom. And we cover this animal quite often. Hmm. Actually, we had a story with one today. Fear of bears? No. Fear of crocodiles? No, think local. Fear where you live. Neighborhood park. Fear of geese is a good guess. No. 
Sinophobia. Fear of dogs. Yeah, there you go. Oh, okay. Yep. Interesting. Fear of dogs. Um, what is the tiny piece at the end of a shoelace called? Ingot. It's close, but no. Something like that. We've, I think we've done this before, haven't we? Mm, I, I don't know if we've it. done it. Yeah, you aglet? should know this. Aglet? It's an aglet. Yes, it is. Uh, yeah, yeah, we've done it before. Yeah. I said, what did I say? Inglet? 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 That's something else, right? That is the thing, right? I'll give you an easy, I'll lob an easier, another easy one at you since I, that was quick. What company's slogan is, you're in good hands? Um, Allstate? Yep, you got it. Is that the one that is raising rates 20%? No, that's State Farm. State Farm. Yeah. Um, the the insurance on my family's cabin, a cabin, right? Yeah. Like 300 square feet, a cabin. Went from initially, quote, was like 500, then it was 600, then it was 1,000 the next year, then it was 1,500, mm. uh, then it was like close to 2,000, and now it's almost $2,500. Wow. Yeah. Because it's in a high fire zone. Yeah. 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 Welcome to California. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> who who named the Pacific Ocean? Who does? Who named oh. the Pacific Ocean? Who does? <laughs> who does the naming? Who named the Pacific Ocean? It the... wasn't George Pacific. Who named it? Um... God, I don't know who named it. Never thought about not, who named it. Balboa is a good guess. It's not Balboa. B.A. Ware on fire. Ma- Magellan. Magellan. Okay. Ferdinand Magellan. Who was the first televised president? Was it Kennedy? It was not. Oh, that's the first debate. FDR? It was Franklin D. Roosevelt. Yes. Oh, okay. Do I get half credit? I don't know. You do. No. I'll give you half credit. I, mean, I get it that. wrong. If I'm going to do my self-evaluation, I don't give myself credit <laughs> for that. Uh, which animal... I like general trivia. You never know where we're coming from. Okay. Which animal... Uh, did anybody in the chat get it? FD, Deidre got it. I'm going to give credit where credit is due. Yeah, Deidre. Deidre's on fire with the trivia. Deidre's very good with the trivia. Yeah. When she's not selling concrete. Um, or, or accounting for concrete. Um, which... <laughs> you, you want to account for all your concrete... Um, which animal can be seen on the Porsche logo? Which animal can be seen on the Porsche logo? I've never looked that closely at it, I guess. Really uh, can. Is it a you cheetah? Don't, you don't have a Porsche? No, no I don't have a Porsche. <laughs> Only an African. No, it's not, I have it's a Toyota. A All right. Well, uh, you know who gets it? Who gets it? Deidre. A horse. Okay. Beetle's on fire. What kind of bulbs were once exchanged as a form of currency? Uh, Tulips. That's correct. How did you know that? What's wrong with you? Because I read. Oh. (laughs) History major. Because I read and I'm smart, kid. No, I pay attention. Pay attention. All that detail where you're like, ugh. In high school, you're like, I want to put on my scrunchies and go down to the mall. What did you do? That's what Were you I a good did. student? Nah, no. There's a lot of neon going on, though, I imagine. I wasn't a bad Trapper student. Trapper keepers. My problem is I didn't have to try. 
like I just it was easy for me and then oh, all of a sudden it started it getting hard and because I yeah. didn't have the study skills to try then yeah. I was like uh-oh uh, <laughs> yeah I'm yeah. trying to imagine your childhood like I'm imagining a lot of malls neon trapper keepers peaches mm-hmm. yeah Izod's yeah uh, and penny loafers. do you have like the mesh like the Madonna mesh sleeves or what do you call them when you wear mesh Never did the mesh. You know that look. We like did bolo ties at in, at some point in the eighties with um with silk oh. shirts that were oversized. Yeah. yeah. No. Uh, good times. <laughs> Which monarch officially made Valentine's Day a holiday in fifteen thirty seven? Fifteen thirty seven. Yeah. Speaking of capitalism, got an early start on this one. Queen Elizabeth. It was the it was the 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 uh, greeting card industry. <laughs> which monarch mary queen of scots nope queen elizabeth oh deidre i think deidre is gonna go in the hall of fame oh henry the eighth henry the eighth mm-hmm. yeah valentine's day that's kind of ironic what was the original purpose of those t- that tiny little pocket in jeans in your jeans drugs no no um, <laughs> uh, uh pocket watch that's right you got it again with the reading watch. the reading in the history <laughs> <laughs> my questions are too easy i was supposed to stop being a dick right yeah um, what does a funambulist walk on what does a funambulist walk on pause no feet no. no not walk with walk on oh uh fire no. Nope. And it's not eggshells, Hot. although that's a good guess. Hot you, right? rocks. Well, Deidre, wow, Deidre. Deidre's going to win trivia today, I think. It's a tightrope. A tightrope. Oh, okay. Yeah. Hmm. Interesting. I like it. In what year was the internet opened to the public? Was it officially opened in a particular year? I guess. I don't remember it being... It was kind of, I thought it was just like a slow thing because I was on the internet way before. Most Apparently, you didn't the read about the internet there, John. Well, I Haley. was on the internet. I was on the internet. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe you uh, should check out an internet book. Um, not to be a hipster about it, but I was on the internet when there were like no photos, and it was like so everything was, I, was like, yeah. You click and then you waited uh, mm-hmm. for the text to show up. Yeah, they're probably going to say something like 1991 or 1992. You're very, very close. But no cigar. Anybody okay. in the chat? Wes guess ninety two. William eighty nine. Other eighty nine. West ninety six. Walter ninety eight. KM Police. Santa Rosa also very oh BA where gets it. BA ninety three. Yep. Nineteen ninety three. The internet officially opened to the public. According to whom? Because like don't ask questions. I was on the internet before that. I, I, junior, I graduated junior high in 93, so I was already on the internet. It wasn't open to the public. Well, I didn't have like a VIP pass. I like connected to an internet provider. Nah, I'm calling no. BS on that. No, 93 is the right answer. Well, I'll have to get a source on that because I was a history major and we demand sources. Yeah. <laughs> Asking too many questions. First rule of Thursday trivia, don't ask questions. <laughs> It's not like they had like a like a like a opening day sale, right? There wasn't like a ribbon cutting for the internet. No, there so wasn't. I, I, it was a quiet rollout. Yeah. 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 Anyway, um, how many colors are there in a rainbow? Roy G. Biv. Seven. 
Congratulations. You remember something from school. Red, orange, yellow, <laughs> green, blue, indigo, violet. Thank you very much. Were Happy you good at science? You. Well, not bad at science. Yeah. Um, All right. Mama got it too. Oh, look, look at you, Steve. That's right. A lot of rainbows with those three boys. Here's another tech question for you. Don't ask questions. When did Facebook first launch? 2004. <gasps> How do you know these things? I read, Kim. Well, I was around <laughs> and I'm an internet nerd and I invested in the IPO of Yes, of it was 2004. Facebook launched in 2004. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Well, my friends bartending were investing in Coke futures, if you know what I mean. <laughs> I was investing in Facebook IPOs. Facebook futures. Um, <laughs> we used to say people had a Pepsi problem. True or false? The color orange is named after the fruit. Oh. True or false? The false. color orange. Is I would say the fruit's the fruit. named after the color. What? The color orange is named after the fruit. That's BS. Mm -hmm. Don't ask any questions. <laughs> no. Okay. Um, the quote, ladies and gentlemen, and rock and roll. Oh, hey, well done. Ladies and gentlemen, rock and roll were the first words spoken on what cable channel that launched at 12.01 a.m. August 1st of 1981? MTV. That's correct. Oh, oh and, Deidre, and Deidre got the Facebook question because she's Look on fire. That. Deidre, guys. Uh, mm. I always weird out Gen Z people by telling them I'm older than um, MTV and CNN. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, no, you're not. Um. I had a, this, I was in a bar and this flight attendant. She's like, you're around our age. I'm like, no, no, I'm old <laughs> enough to be your father. And she's like, no, no. And she's like 20 something. I'm like, no. Um, what is the world's most expensive spice by weight? Oh, that's. Um... What is the world's most expensive spice by weight? It's not tur turmeric. It's. Um... Turmeric, turmeric, February, turmeric. February. It's not that. It's it's yellow, powdery. Um, how did I forget the name of it? Yeah, it's saffron. It. Saffron. Yeah. Very big in the Persian culture. Yeah. Uh, Persian rice, full of saffron. On the tip of my tongue, West tip. In I'm what country? Cleaning, I'm always cleaning saffron stains like off the countertop, which is I'm like, mom, you got to be careful. This stuff's expensive. In what country did the first Starbucks open outside of North America? I think it's between two countries. Oh, I guess it's probably Canada, but I was going to say London. Um, you are wrong gonna, on both counts, sir. Oh, uh, it's Japan. It is Japan. Uh, I, originally, I was going to go between the UK and Japan. Yeah. They it's do have that Japan. mega, that mega Starbucks. I'm giving you zero credit for that. Well, it was in there. It was just I couldn't narrow it down properly. <laughs> and that's what it comes down to. It's like multiple choice on tests in school. Mm -hmm. I'd always overthink them. Right? I could like, well, it depends on this. It could be that or it could be that. Yeah. Um, my last question. True or false? The sum yeah. of all numbers on a roulette wheel is... Six, six, six. True or false? The sum of all numbers on a roulette wheel is six, six, six. Uh, I'm going to say true. 
That's correct. <laughs> Congratulations, Kim. Oh, in the insurance business, what is the name of a person whose job it is to analyze statistics to calculate the risks and price premiums accordingly? Oh, I thought you were going to say the dead people. Um, mm -mm. So it's not an adjuster. It's, it's the name of the person who analyzes statistics to calculate risks and price mm. premiums. I've heard the name before. Wes is, uh, I think Wes is right. Is it? Well, he says actuator, and then Nancy says actuary. It's actuary, yeah, actuary. actuary. I think Nancy got the spot. Yeah, actuary. We'll give credit to both Wes and yeah. Nancy. Agree. I, I, I knew I had heard it before, but you know, I have my limits. Can't know everything, right, Kim? <laughs> you try though, John Daly. Everyone you loves try. a know-it-all. <laughs> what else you got? That's it. Oh, that's it? Okay. It's 10 each. It's 10 each. That was the assignment. Okay. Then I won't tell you. I won't say any more. I could go. You know me. I could go on and on and oh, on. Oh, I know. Yeah. <laughs> that's rude. It, rude. Mark knows too. Albert, why mm. is Kim talking right now? <laughs> <laughs> I knew I needed to hold on to that. Okay. You know, AI as if is... I don't get beaten up enough on the Mark Thompson show. Yeah, well, some really? of it's justified and a lot of it's not. Um, beaten up here too. Punching down. Speaking Crazy. of punching down, before we go to the story. We yeah. had mentioned um, the comedy specials, right? Yeah. And uh, Dave Chappelle. Yeah. And I think Lori mentioned that she watched it. I did end up watching it last night. It's not as bad as I thought it would be. Maybe because I'm just numbed all his stupid trans jokes. Right. But it's lazy and it's boring. I just wanted to share that. Okay. It's like he's doing a victory lap. You know? Like, you know, it's just like, eh. But, you know, if you like him, you probably want to watch it, but... Don't get too excited. No. Um, AI is coming for the influencers. For a preview of how AI will collide with creative industries, look to advertising. Amazon, Google, and Meta have all started encouraging advertisers to use AI tools to generate ad copy and imagery, promising high performance, lower costs, and super specific targeting. Now brands are paying to advertise with AI-generated genera virtual influencers, synthetic characters that can offer at least some promotional juice at a fraction of the cost. Um, a Atiana, a virtual influencer created using artificial intelligence tools, one of hundreds of digital avatars that have broken into the growing $21 billion content uh, creator economy. Their emergence has led to worry from human influencers, oh no, that their income is being cannibalized and under threat from digital rivals. Mm. But those behind the hyper-realistic AI creations argue that they're merely disrupting an overinflated market. Well, that's for sure. We were taken aback by the skyrocketing rates that influencers charge nowadays. That got us thinking, what if we just create our own influencer? Co-founder of Barcelona-based agency The Clueless, which created Atiana. The rest is history. Uh, the marriage makes sense in, uh, I think we, that's the one we talked about before, the, the woman, remember? It was like the hot girl with the pink hair. The oh, yeah. marriage makes sense in a purely descriptive, non-judgmental sense. AI produces inauthentic content in a purely descriptive, non-judgmental sense. The advertising industry is premised on inauthentic inauthenticity right advertising takes all the interesting thorny and unsettling issues raised by generative ai and folds them into a, sam a sample simple eminently uh, answerable question it always asks does this sell products does this stuff sell products according to the case study by meta the answer is yes sort of an h&m ad uh, campaign featuring kooky uh, a virtual influencer and always on ai chatbot created by the company uh, resulted in a 11 times 
increase in ad recall. People who remember seeing an ad for a particular brand over ads with campaign video only, resulting in a 91% decrease in cost per person recalling seeing ads. Cookie is a cartoonish 3D character. Uh, other virtual influencers, including the aforementioned and heavily sexualized Etiana, ay, 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 spicy, appear as photorealistic generated images, which could easily be confused in the context of an ad for real people. It's hmm. not quite right to say the virtual influencers are coming for the entire strange and maligned job of influencing. Oh, thank God. Click like and subscribe. The advertising industry has been pushing this idea of synthetic talent for years, most mo most notably in the form of Lil Makila, a.k.a. Makila, a.k.a. Makila Sousa, a character who has appeared in ads for a range of, she's got aliases, for a range of prominent brands, but whose influence as a character is both limited and um, inextricable from the meta novelty of the whole enterprise. Meta's, meta's case study doesn't describe virtual influencers promoting products on its own account to its own audience, the true core of the influencer business, but rather appearing in ads run by a company under its accounts and promotional channels wearing That's virtual clothes. Too weird. And as something between a spokesmodel and a mascot. Hmm. It's like the influencer version of grunt work. No. Mm -mm. Yeah, it's a little kooky, wouldn't you say? Mama Day 3 Boy says, don't they already have AI models for clothing? Yeah, it's creepy. It is creepy. I don't like all this fake replacing humans kind of stuff. Yeah, you like that mm. real organic YouTube channel. That's right. Um, do we have time for one more story or are we done? Uh, let's ask Mark. Albert, why is Kim talking right now? Yeah, just, yeah no, we're good. Honestly? Let's talk about this. I'm going to get it after the show today. This med medieval cemetery that has been found in Wales. Yeah. Ooh. This is a rare early medieval cemetery. It has uh, archaeologists, they say, scratching their heads. Eww. It's thought to date to the 6th or 7th century. Scratching their heads or scratching their heads? Oh. 18 of the estimated 70 graves have been excavated so far. Some of the well-preserved skeletons have been found lying in unusual positions, and unexpected artifacts are also emerging from this site. The dig is starting to reveal more about this ancient community, but also bringing a lot of questions. Um, over two summers, a team has been busy carefully removing the thin layer of topsoil to expose graves carved into the bedrock long ago. The archaeologists from the University of Reading say the skeletons are in good condition despite being around 1,500 years old. One skeleton uh, provides clues about how these people worked and lived. They say some of the teeth are very worn in a funny way that might indicate the use of teeth as tools, maybe for textile work, leather work, or basketry. So they're pulling some uh, something through their front teeth, but some of the skeletons are posing a puzzle. They're lying in a whole variety of positions, some flat on their backs, Others, when they say that was normal for the period, but others are so placed like on a, their sides. It was like a group thing? I don't know. A few are buried in a crouching position with their knees tucked up against their chest. The archaeologists aren't sure what this means. Was the cemetery used over a long period of time as or burial practices might have changed while it was being used? Bounce, um, ka -bow, wow. Wait, what? <laughs> about dead people and you're playing porn music oh, sorry what is wrong with you <laughs> is it too soon 
<laughs> well, you're like, oh, they're all in various positions. They're all up well, against each other. That's all it took for you to go there. Well, Lord, are you a dude or what? <sighs> Honestly, dude. the items being found around the graves are, are surprising. You're not laughing. It's about dead people. Okay. They show how life is it was I'm in sure the middle they had of a sense of humor. They're finding fragments of dishes and cups, splinters of animal bone that have been butchered and burned. One of the items, a tiny carved peg that may have been used as a marker for scoring in a game, perhaps something like a cribbage board, they say is one of the first things that um, that they've seen like that. So that's kind of cool. Yeah. I'll bite my it, tongue. It's a medieval graveyard. So there you have it. There you go. I'm done. <laughs> there you go. It's not. It's not as interesting as I thought it was. Okay. Well, it could be. I don't know. I, we'll have to do more research. Yeah. <laughs> I think Don't that's ask questions. Don't ask over. questions. It's it's that's over. it. Party over. Yeah. Uh, Everybody go home. Dieter says her birthday out. is six six six. That's funny. Dieter, shout out for your birthday six six six. Dieter, is your birthday June sixth? No, she's saying it's. She's saying it's six six six. What six six six? I'm guessing June, nineteen sixty-six. June sixth of sixty, sixty-nine. Sixty-nine. Future of my birthday is also June sixth. Uh, we want to thank Mike <laughs> for his five dollars, Lori for fifteen dollars, and West for five dollars, and then we have our ongoing contributors, Ms. Organic and Ricky F. Thank Yay! you so much, everybody, Guys. for your contributions. Um, and now I'm gonna go get shootout. I'm not gonna Thanks for joining. Out. Thanks for joining us for the after party. Have a great afternoon. Music during a cemetery story. Maybe for that. <laughs> God forbid we entertain people. <laughs> Have a great afternoon, <laughs> afternoon. everybody. Bye. <laughs> bye bye. <laughs>